Are you looking to fine-tune? Whether for your business, your job, your team, or yourself, in each episode, we will be discussing different ideas and opinions using real-world examples to help you see opportunities, innovate, and succeed. Hi, it's Corby Fine, and welcome to Fine-Tune. As many of us try and figure out how to work from home, there's a lot of questions we have. And one of the big ones is, what is it that keeps you motivated? When you go into the office, there's always people, tasks, meetings, coffee machines, conversations about last night or the weekend. But now that we sit in our home offices, our living rooms, our bedrooms, and try and accomplish the same things, are there any particular needs that we each have as individuals to drive the same motivation as being in the environment of our coworkers? So to help answer that question, I recently took to my social media profiles and asked, what is your number one tip for staying motivated while working from home? I had a ton of responses, some interesting, some, well, not so interesting. Things like Nespresso and Spotify, preferably very loud. Looking forward to a nice glass of whatever your favorite drink happens to be, preferably at the end of the workday. Knowing that I have to provide for my team and my client's team keeps me motivated. One common theme happened to be about taking care of yourself. Comments like, I start my day by meditating for 20 minutes and then think about everything that I'm grateful for were quite common. Others who've been working at home for quite some time even in advance of the current pandemic, had things to say like, keep doing what you're doing, or I've worked for home for the last five years, as all of my team does, and what motivates me is knowing that what I do means jobs for my team. It helps my clients drive revenue, and it's a great example of a good work ethic for my five older children. But rather than try and answer the question myself, and through reading through all of my social media comments, I decided I'd ask a few people in different industries and across North America for how they're handling the current situation of working from home, keeping motivated for themselves and for their teams. The panel today includes five individuals. Alex Panousis, the CEO of Kara, a very large media buying agency. Gabe Dunlop, the chief marketing officer for Diply.com. Mark Jordan, who most recently was the VP of Brand Strategy and Chief Communications Officer for Kids Help Phone, Daniela Diggi, a director at CIBC in the Analytics Innovation Program environment, and Lovleen Sidhu, who is the co-founder and CEO of Bank Mobile. First off, I asked each of them to introduce themselves and what they do with their organizations. Alex? So I am uh, the very new CEO of one of the largest media agencies in Canada, Kara, part of the Dentsu Ages family, day 14 on the job. So I actually joined in the middle of COVID. Um, 
I'm also, uh, which is, you know, interesting. I think we can talk about that more. I'm also the the host of a tech forum in Toronto called Marketing Tech TO, part of the, the Tech TO family. I teach at Humber and at U of T. And uh, yeah, I do do what I can to keep everyone motivated and excited about this crazy world of advertising and media. And Gabe. Sure. Uh, Diply is a .com. So we're at diply.com. We're a content publishing company, so we, we specialize in social entertainment. You know, the, the corporate plug would be, you know, between one and two million visitors a day come and hang out with us. We're publishing content that's, uh, that's pretty fun. So it's mostly levity, uh, articles about, you know, glamping or getting together with your friends, weird, wacky products that are brought to the internet. Um, the, uh, the kooky and, and, and zany stuff that you want to share with your friends and talk about is kind of our specialty. If, if you shared a link with your friend in the last 30 days, we like to think that it may have been a Diply link or a story from us because what we created are probably some of the most shareable, interesting, uh, wild and crazy stories out, out there on the web today. So that, that's kind of our jam. Daniela, how about you? Absolutely. So I work it, with data and analytics. Uh, primary focus is delivering and enabling projects to deliver data and analytics uh, strategy. A few of those projects are related to um, delivering cloud computing, for example, and enabling a lot of the platforms and uh, infrastructure for business intelligence, as well as data science from AI and machine learning. And Loveline, over to you. Great. Hey, Corby, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I'm Loveline Sidhu, and I'm co-founder and CEO of Bank Mobile. We're one of the largest and fastest growing digital banks in the country and really came into being um, five and a half years ago now uh, to really address uh, the fact that consumer needs and behaviors just weren't being met adequately by banks. And we wanted to provide a better experience around affordability, transparency, consumer-friendly products. So that's who we are and um, excited to be here. Thanks. As for Mark... As he's in between jobs, I left the intro out. So the first question I posed to the panel was basically the same that I had put on my social media platforms. What is your number one tip for staying motivated while working at home? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a great question. I mean, look, uh, this is an unusual time. It's not like I have a recipe for, for success here. What I try to do every single day is uh, do something creative, do something where I'm learning, do something where I'm contributing. um, And then, you know, and then, you know, trying to to, to work as best we can. I think the, the, the kind of, you know, I don't know, finding meaning in this whole, in this whole sort of crazy journey of COVID I think it's a, a great time to just sort of, you know, take a look at yourself, take a look at what, you know, makes you happy and makes you passionate and try to add a little bit of that every single day. And Mark? Well, first of all, I would say, I don't know if every, anyone's got the, uh, the secret sauce. I would say number one tip is um, to be kind to yourself. So uh, from a mindset perspective, you know, these are not normal times. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are setting you know, hard agendas and schedules, and that's great. You know, everyone's got their own way of managing. For me personally, I find trying to keep somewhat of a schedule. So I know we joke, you know, there's only three days these days, 
yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But I try to work in a way that still, you know, makes a de delineation between the workday and the weekend. And even during the workday, you know, I try to work in 45 minute bursts um, and then take breaks. So that might be, you know, walking our dog or working on a puzzle with our daughters, uh, just taking those mental breaks during the day and not feeling like you've got to push yourself uh, through the day because again, these are these are not normal times, and uh, and we're all feeling, I think, additional uh, pressures and anxiety because of the situation we're in right now. So be kind to yourself. Daniela had an interesting take on all of the constituents that we need to think about while working from home. That's a great question, and as you mentioned, uh, lots of communication and working with the team and. In thinking about this, I found that I'm motivated by people. So people being our clients, my team members, and my family. How about you, Gabe? Um, I, I kind of break the thinking into a few quadrants, man. It's like, if you're a leader and you're employed right now, keep doing your damn job, okay? So that means like, keep making decisions, keep supporting your people, be accountable, hold others accountable. Nobody gets a break because we're in a disaster per se on doing their job. Everyone has to do their job right now and like invest back in everything that makes your company a great place to work for. So if you're a leader, that's like, that's a very easy reason to get out of bed in the morning and, and like do your damn job. If you're not a leader, if you're a team member and like staying motivated, it's like keep delivering, be on top of your shit, be on top of your game, bring your A game right now, be engaged. We, we need you to be engaged and stay engaged to like be interested in the work you're doing. Advocate for yourself. Nobody knows what you're dealing with at home. Like I can't, I can't like wave a magic wand and just see into your house. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how, how hard it is. I don't know if you have somebody sick at home with you. So tell us, advocate. Um, and then there's the unemployed, you know, like what are the, what are you, what are you doing to stay motivated if you don't have work right now, if you've been laid off or furloughed or whatever situation you're up against. So there's a few of my friends who are in this boat, man, and it's like um, you can still work on your career even if you're not working. And what did Loveline have to say? So one good thing is that work is actually more busy than usual. So I think, you know, the busyness of the day creates structure because how else are you going to get it done? So weirdly, I'm very grateful that work is busy. Um, secondly, I, I start every single day with meditation and with breathing. It's, you know, this was not just uh, something I started during the pandemic. It's something that's just a routine and foundation in my life. And that helps me stay calm, focused and intentional for my day. So overall, some really good tips and thoughts there from my panel. The next question I posed to them had more to do with the separation of all of the things going on while working at home, family, kids, pets, plants. Each one of us has so many things to take care of, and yet we're expected to focus on our jobs, mostly from nine to five. So the question I asked was, how do you separate all of those things? Loveline, why don't we start with you? So one thing I'm grateful for is that I have a nook here. It's actually the bedroom that I grew up in. I'm back at home, uh, as I think a lot of people are going back to their family homes uh, if you know, to get out of places like New York, which is what I've done. And so I have my own nook here that I've created with my desk space, um, you know, good lighting, and uh, I make it comfortable. So I have a candle here, I have a pillow for my back. Um, and so I make it, you know, I've made it my place to get my work done and, and to be happy and comfortable. 
And, um, you know, it's a good time to also have family time where we have a central area in the house, the kitchen. That's usually where we have the, my brother's kids running around. And it's it's really good to get the social interaction and the family time. We all have dinner together. Uh, so I would say just the structure of the home and the place that I found in Nookin, you know, has really helped me uh, create the, 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 I guess you could say, the between the, the work and the space and creating that divide. Gabe had an interesting spin on my question. He turned the word separation into integration and went as far as talking about integrating his day working along with his Viking and hippie kids. I would actually say it's not separated. So I, I, I saw this question you were, you were talking about earlier when we were, when we were getting ready and, uh, and I made a couple notes, but the idea of separation doesn't exist. And it, it's actually never existed. And, and anybody who subscribes to this business of, you know, it's about balance, that's bullshit. I don't, I don't believe in it. It's never worked for me at all, ever in my career. It's actually about integration. So like all these factors are going to be there when you wake up in the morning every day, whether we're working from home or whether we're working from the office or working remotely or working in a different country based on work, travel or whatever. So the separation has never existed. It's about integration. How do you have it all? And like, Anybody who, who comes at it from a different lens right now is probably feeling just like unnecessary stress. Like, why would you put the stress on yourself to be like, I got to perfect this thing and it's got to come out like ideal. That, that's just like, it, it's silly. Like, it's, it's, un, it's undue. Like, don't do that to yourself. So the separation doesn't exist in my house. I'm at home with, uh, with the two kids. So I've got two girls, Avery and Haley, aged eight and five. So they're crazy. So Haley's a Viking. She'll uh, she's a Viking spirit. She'll she'll burn your village and steal your sheep just for the hell of it. She's crazy. That's the five year old, and the eight year old's a hippie. She just wants everyone to get along. So there's that yin and yang in my house that's going on. And then I've got this eighty five pound black lab named Eleanor. And Eleanor is a love machine and a food machine. She likes to eat and love. That's that's her jam. She's from the seventies, and uh, and there's no there's no separation. So like I'm on video calls and that's the only like almost exclusive time that Nora wants to come and play rope tug. And my two daughters, like they video bomb at least once a day. Like it's at least a daily thing. And what about Alex? Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, 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 it's so interesting. I find that, um, you know, eight hours, 10 hours of virtual zoom meetings or Squadcast or um, hop in or, you know, whatever the Teams platforms is exhausting. So th there is this sort of, you know, it's not an expectation, but I think that the always on kind of, you know, that we are going to kind of get, get some burnout from, from that. Um, how do I separate it? You know, look, um, I don't, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't. I think the hard part is, and I, I really empathize with, you know, young families and young mothers and uh, and young fathers that have kids in the house. And, you know, my recommendation there is like, you have to just book in breaks. Like there's just, you have to book. If you're home with your kid, your kid doesn't understand that, you know, you've got an eight hour day, like you've got to sort of, you know, take that pause. Um, so, so look, I mean, I try, I'm not perfect. Um, and I know it's hard with social distancing, but you know, I, I try to, to, you know, do a yoga class a night. I try to do a long walk every day or run. Um, um, yeah. So, you know, again, like all the things that everyone's just trying to do to, uh, to get through this. And Daniela. So I, I don't think I have the luxury of separating it all. 
um, because I have two young children and they can be quite egocentric. So their needs are first. And sometimes even when I'm doing work or I'm on a call, it doesn't matter because they'll keep going until I, uh, until I turn my attention to them. So right now it's fluid. Um, you know, I've had my daughter sit on my lap while I work. I'll squeeze in a run between meetings and end up starting the next one while I finish that last kilometer, for example. Um, I'll do meal prep while on a conference call. Uh, and then I help with school lessons for my older one um, sprinkled throughout the day. But uh, as I said, in the situation, it was kind of sudden and there's a lot of urgency going on and I've been much more reactive than I'd care to admit. And I recognize I probably need to create a few new uh, routines and habits to be much more intentional as the systems I had in place before um, we started wor working from home um, aren't necessarily applicable or even available to me now. My third and final question to the panel is a pretty basic one. What's the one thing that you miss most about being in the office and how, if even possible, do you replicate it at home? Let's start with Mark on this one. Yeah, I think the number one thing that I miss is team and being around team. And it's that physical, uh, it's one thing to be on a, a Zoom call. It doesn't replace actually being in a physical room with people. Um, so I miss that interaction that, you know, uh, I love to go to events. I love to, like I said before, you know, if I don't have three or four coffee meetings scheduled with people in my network uh, during the week, I start to get antsy. Um, it's those real moments that I think I miss the most. And while connecting and staying connected through digital uh, means is uh, one way to, to try and bridge that gap, I'm still feeling the it doesn't completely close the gap for me. Um, so some of the some of the ways I've tried to uh, manage that again is is having those real world experiences with as many people as you can. Uh, predominantly, obviously, the my family who I am uh, uh, physically distancing with right now. Um, but even going out outside for walks and things like that to be able to see people. Um, I think I think the disconnection from real world is one of the things that I've definitely uh, felt the most struggle with. And how about you, Daniela? I miss going in and everything that meant for me. So seeing my team and the impromptu conversations that would result from that, having a physical cue to my workday, so where it would mostly start and end with me coming into the office and then leaving the office. Um, being and being able to do it all without worrying about what my children need in that specific moment because I knew they were being um, cared for either at school or um, in the in the after school program. So to try and replicate some of this at home, I'm still meeting with my teams regularly as groups and individually. Uh, though it's planned rather than impromptu, I still think having that personal connection is really important. Um, I now start and end each day by setting up and tearing down my workstation since it's in my children's bedroom. So that kind of gives me that uh, coming into the office and leaving the office at, at uh, the start and end of each day. Uh, but the part about my children, I think the solution now is that it's just going to overlap and I'll have to figure out how to intertwine and make it all work throughout the day. And Lavleen, who runs a digital bank, 
What do you miss the most? Yeah, I think, you know, it's the social interaction. There's nothing like human interaction. Um, you know, there's so many conversations going on right now about dating as well, where again, you know, it's it, human interaction is so important for human beings. And whether that's a leader and being able to interact with your teams, this, the same thing happens. I really miss my team and having that face-to-face. Um, obviously, we've all heard about the Zooms and the WebExes and the Microsoft Teams, and we found ways to work around it and, you know, virtual happy hours and to even use some of these um, technologies to create human interaction beyond just work. And so that's been interesting transition for us and, and something that we're utilizing that technology to help, uh, you know, in some way replicate that human interaction that's been lost. And Alex? So, you know, look, I'm a big, um, I'm a big communicator. I, I tend to like, you know, my old job at, at Havas, I sat in an open concept area so I could hear and see everyone and I could check in daily. I, I miss that. Um, I've had a lot of like town halls or virtual meetings. And and the hard part there is not seeing the nuance of being able to look in someone's eyes and and, like really see like, are they getting it? Do they feel that I'm authentic? Am I coming through the way I want to be? And so I think, you know, know, the only advice I, I, I have is I sometimes think leaders do lots of talking. It's like now's the pause to say, hey, Corby what's your question? Like literally pull it out and just stop talking and wait for you to, to say something and then try to kind of gauge that reaction so that you're actually having a dialogue versus a monologue. And I think it's really important to pull out, particularly if you have organizations like we all do, where there are some extroverts that are just kind of, you know, constantly doing that. And then there are introverts that aren't necessarily as comfortable, especially with a new leader in a virtual environment. And finally, over to Gabe. Yeah, like I I miss our team. We've got, I I know a lot of people would say this, or maybe they wouldn't, I don't know. But speaking from the heart, like we've got a a, a kick-ass crew that we've curated over the last 15 months, 16 months. They're like super smart, caring, inventive, interesting, fun. And, uh, and I don't get to spend, spend time with these guys now. Like I get to do it over video, but it's not the same. Like when it's someone's birthday and we say, you know, we're going to put down work at four o'clock and go for a quick beer or like go to, go do a trivia night or something together. It's, it's the silly things that like, that make that culture fun to be around, I find. And, uh, Totally miss, totally miss those times, man. Like it's, it's hard to replace people with a screen. It just is. So I decided to end the interviews with a few rapid fire questions. You know, the kinds of questions that might pull a little bit of personal information from each of my interviewees. And in full transparency, I did give them the opportunity to plead the fifth if they chose not to answer. Here goes. Question one. What's your favorite snack while working at home? That's an easy one. I would say guacamole toast with cherry tomatoes. Yogurt and granola. Uh, Peanut butter filled pretzel bites. So it's definitely a martini and my vodka in the evening. But I will tell you the one thing that I'm doing is I am on this, I don't know, this crazy kind of meal thing trying to be like fat adapted. And right now I'm drinking a bulletproof coffee. which is MCT oil and butter in my coffee. I never, ever thought I would do that, but I've been experimenting a little bit with food right now. So that's one thing I'm doing for sure. Uh, um, I would say uh, potato chips. Next question. 
Have you taken a meeting without wearing any bottoms? I I have not, and I'll tell you why. And this is like this is a true story. So I have the whitest and hairiest legs known to mankind. It's 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 literally like a cookie dough got dropped in a barber shop and on a hot summer day. Like nobody needs to see that. So just the thought of anyone having to endure that visual, I am fully panted at all times out of respect for others. No way, not worth the risk. <laughs> Um, the still in a towel fresh out of the shower count? <laughs> yeah, I read that question. Uh, if I did, I would never tell you. Uh, but, uh, you know, look, uh, no. <laughs> no, I have not. For all of you that have that burning question, am I wearing pants? I am. Oh, 100%. And I think anyone that uh, says they haven't is lying to you. So, Next question. How many times in a day do you pull your phone out to play that quick game of Candy Crush or whatever your current vice happens to be? Okay, my favorite vice has entirely shifted on my phone since all this has gone down. It's now Snapchat filters or lenses. And uh, at least three times a day, I record myself in some other character. So I've gone through, the, they've got a moose. You can be a talking moose. Snapchat also has a, a talking hot dog, which changes your voice. And most recently, a dancing bunny. And, uh, and I've done them all. And that's, that's, easy. that's like mindless entertainment, but super good. Super good. Mine's definitely Instagram. And I would say after every meeting, like a 30-second scroll, bad habit. <laughs> so the current game is Scrabble. Um, the other game I play is, what else do I need to add to my grocery delivery cart? So I feel like I'm pulling my phone out at least 100 times a day to do that. Oh my God, not Candy Crush, but I will tell you, I am obsessed with TikTok, like obsessed. I have literally done two or three hours in the evening nonstop, just like watching, 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 watching. And, and I think, you know, it's it's interesting because it's it's created a, like a, you know, almost a, like, you know, whatever. I'm in media. I look at stuff all the time and I'm always sort of interested to see what's new. But just as a human, as a person, I'm finding that stuff incredible, both as a distraction, but also just some levity, like something to just make me laugh. Oh, good question. Um, I would say because I'm on the phone or on a device most of the day, I'm not playing games on the phone. It's more, uh, like I said, like puzzles and things like that, that to take my mind off things. Almost done. Have you had a conference call follow you into the bathroom? I have, sadly and awkwardly, yes. But to, in, like, totally to my defense, man, I think that day I was running like five back-to-back meetings and I drink an obscene amount of water on, on just, just to like, keep myself you know, hydrated and whatnot in the, in the real world which has since led to a new rule uh, that Gabe needs 10 minutes between all meetings. So nobody booked me back to back anymore. I have. That's so embarrassing. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, my daughter sometimes needs help in the bathroom, and I'm on deck. So conference call or not, I've got to go. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have. Uh. Not yet, although I guess we're still early days, so let's see. And my last question, what's the most embarrassing moment that you've had so far while working from home through this pandemic? This is, dude, this is a hilarious question. Okay, so I have not said it. Um, I, I can sum it up in one word, 
and that's the word bourbonite. And imagine you're spelling bourbon like urban, like city. So on, on like a weekend, a couple weeks ago, I was hanging out with my friends on a Zoom call. We were doing a bourbon tasting. And when I entered I put, on my phone, I put in the, the screen name bourbonite, which was like, you know, just me being a goofball. And my friends, they, they all entered with funny names too because they're a bunch of goofballs. And I'm the only guy in the city. So I am the urban guy. Everyone else is off in like the suburbs of the country. So then it comes to Monday and I, I join my first meeting of the week on Zoom and I'm rushing because the kids are like pushing me for something or other. And I join this call and it's with 15 CEOs across the United States. And it's like it's this project we're working on. And I've never met these people in my life. I'm joining for the first time ever being introduced to the group as the marketing guy. And my screen name appears as Bourbonite and my camera is off. So nobody knows who the hell I am. And they start seeing that there's this bourbonite guy in the Zoom call. And they're like, who's bourbonite? Who's Bur-? So I get called out for it. And then I turn on my camera and I'm like, it's me. And I, I tell them the quick story. It, it ends up turning into a hilarious discussion about bourbon. And honestly, man, I think everyone just needed a minute to laugh. So it was fine. But it was, you know, for half a second, it was like, oh, are these guys going to be cool with this? Or are they going to think that I'm a bozo? <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm not drinking bourbon on this call with these guys, you know, like. Um, well, I've been good about turning the camera off and the speakers off at at, uh, at the appropriate time. So I've sort of saved myself from that. But one thing is my brother, my dad and me, we all work in similar parts of our business together. So what's weird is the professional setting. It's like, dad, we're in the call, you know, and we're all like, you know, in one house. So I think. That sort of separation between work and family has become difficult to separate externally to those that, you know, we work with on a daily basis. Probably more for my son than for me, but it was the first uh, team video conference call or chat that I was having. And as I said, I'm working in my kid's uh, bedroom. So he comes in and he whips off his shorts because he's changing into pants so he can go and play outside. And he has no idea what's going on with me and my team around him. So luckily he's not old enough that it would bother him too much. Embarrassing moments. Yeah. Getting people's names wrong, forgetting things, you know, I don't know, like talking when there's no sound and not realizing until you're five minutes into a presentation that actually no one can hear me. (laughs) So there's been a lot of those, a lot of those. Most embarrassing moment. Um, well, I can think of a, a moment that just happened. So we're, we're all on di- different devices here and the kids are homeschooling. So I actually logged into um, a conference call as our daughter. And as I popped in, you know, everyone was like, who, it, sorry, Claire, who is this? Um, so I think we're all, we're all dealing with those moments. I'd like to thank all my panelists for being honest and open with their answers to those somewhat intimidating questions. So as you can see, There's really no single way to deal with the current situation of working from home. And the reality is you have to do what is good for you, your family, your company, your team. Thanks for listening and enjoy working from home. You've been listening to Fine Tune. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me on Twitter at CFine, through LinkedIn at CorbyFine, or visit my website, CorbyFine.com.
Fine Tune is produced by me, Corby Fine. Thanks for listening.